Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. And today I would like to talk about driving, because most people still do it. While many 20-somethings are using public transport, and other professionals in larger cities are using e-scooters, most people still drive their cars pretty often. The experience of driving and the rules of driving can be very different from one place to another, and so can the vocabulary. For instance, the different car categories have different names in English and German. For example, in German, a car with four doors is called a limousine, whereas in the U.S. it is called a sedan. You may have noticed that both words are French. In the U.S., a car is only called a limousine if it is quite a bit longer than a sedan, often known as a stretch limousine. Another language difference applies to a class of cars that are very popular in Germany called Kombi. This style of car in American English is called a station wagon, and cars like this are very hard to find in the U.S. However, in Germany, not only are Kombis popular, they are a status symbol, a way of showing your wealth or importance. This is because many combis are both luxurious on the inside and have very powerful engines. From experience, I know that driving 160 kilometers an hour in an old Opel Corsa is a loud, shaky, and terrifying experience. However, my customers tell me that driving around in a BMW or Mercedes combi at 200 kilometers an hour is a smooth and easy ride. I highlight the Combi because Americans prefer their luxury vehicles to be even larger. And this brings us to the SUV, which stands for Sport Utility Vehicle. A lot of Germans make fun of SUVs for being giant cars that drink too much gas. For the most part, I do agree with that, as many SUVs are not very efficient. I actually owned an SUV when I lived in the U.S., and while I appreciated its off-road options, I usually just drove around the city. With a V6 engine and very large all-terrain tires, driving around the city in my SUV was pretty silly and wasteful. The reason I'm using SUV in connection to German Kombi is because in many ways, German Kombis are like SUVs. They both have big engines and lots of room for storing stuff. However, just like most SUVs, most combis are usually driven to work and back. I see them all the time, flying down the road with one guy in the driver's seat. The rest of the large car is empty, and that, like driving an SUV in the city, is wasteful. Of course, as Germany becomes wealthier, I'm seeing a dramatic increase in SUVs on the German roads. Porsche Cayennes, BMW X-Series, Mercedes GLEs. Clearly quite a few Germans also like driving SUVs. But let's get back to driving. You may have noticed that the logo for these English and Go podcasts is an open road. So clearly, I like driving. However, not all driving is the same. 
Almost everyone likes driving on a sunny day with an empty road ahead of you, the radio on, and your friends or loved ones in the car. To me, this is the best kind of driving. But let's be honest, most of us don't drive like this very often. Instead, we usually make much less pleasant drives. Driving back and forth to work is called commuting. C-O-M-M-U-T-I-N-G. And this is often not very enjoyable. If you come and go to work at the same time as a lot of other people, commuting can be combined with traffic jams, what the Germans call Stau. And this is probably the worst type of driving, commuting through a traffic jam. Depending on where you live, you may have synchronized lights. This is where the traffic lights turn green one after the other if you drive the speed limit. Many American cities have this, and it makes driving in the city pretty easy. It encourages people to drive the speed limit, because if you drive too fast, you get ahead of the sequence and you have to stop at the next light. Unfortunately, the city of Osnabrück does not like this idea, so driving here is really frustrating. Stopping every kilometer or so at a traffic light for no clear reason wastes time, burns gas, and increases pollution in the city. I like Osnabrück, but the way they handle traffic in this small city makes me very angry. There is another issue that many German drivers face, road construction, or roadworks. This is because roads degrade, D-E-G-R-A-D-E, over time. They crack, dip, or develop pits called potholes. Because of this, roads must be resurfaced, putting on new blacktop or even regraded, which is a much more complex process. When this happens, it takes time and traffic has to be rerouted. This slows down traffic and contributes to road congestion. C-O-N-G-E-S-T-I-O-N This past weekend I drove to Gießen, a small town located in Hesse to visit my friends Anne and Andreas. Gießen is supposed to be a 2-hour and 40-minute drive if you take the A45. Currently, however, the A45 has a lot of construction zones, and I mean a lot. I counted them on Apple Maps this morning, and there are 20 separate construction zones in a 130-kilometer stretch. This much construction makes for very slow driving so a trip that should take 2 hours and 40 minutes becomes a 4-hour exercise on a Sunday and an almost 5-hour crawl on a Friday evening. The A in A45 stands for Autobahn. We will come back to this word in a minute. In England, they have motorways, and in the U.S., they use several words, like interstate, short for a highway that goes between states, highway, or freeway. When English-speaking people talk about driving in other countries, they still use the English terms, like 
highway, or motorway. I have never heard an English-speaking person use the Italian name autostrada or the French route nationale when talking about either driving in Italy or France. However, there is one exception to this, and that is the word autobahn. Because the German autobahn is the only national road system that allows driving without posted speed limits, it gets a special place in the English language. In English, they simply call it the Autobahn, as in, I visited Germany last year and I got to drive on the Autobahn. Driving on the Autobahn is a must-have experience for many Brits and Americans. Indeed, many of them are guilty of taking pictures of their speedometer while driving. I also did this, so I'm also guilty. But rest assured, I did not do this while driving to Gießen. After all, who wants to see a picture of a person driving 80 kilometers an hour on the Autobahn? Again, my name is Steve, the founder of English and Go, an English language teaching company located in Osnabrück, Germany. And I hope you enjoyed this short podcast about driving.